Hi, I'm Pastor Guy Burke. We welcome you to this week's worship with First Baptist Church Indianola. We also invite you to find out more about us at our website, www.fbcindianola.com. And don't forget to like us on social media. Join us now as we study deep truths from God's holy word. Hey everyone, we're so glad that you've chosen to join us in our midweek online event. Thank you for taking time out of your week uh, to spend some time in concentrated study of God's Word. If you're watching on Facebook, we invite you to always like and share. Just helps get it out to more people, and that may be an invite that you can uh, lead someone into uh, the truth of God's Word today. Also, if you're watching on YouTube, we invite you to subscribe. We need more subscribers, so your subscription will make a big difference uh, for our digital ministry. We're going to jump right in into Galatians chapter 1 to, uh, to this week. Over the last couple of weeks, we've been beginning this book. Uh, before this, we were in Colossians on Wednesday. Now we've moved to Paul's letter, uh, known as the uh, letter to Galatians. And as we dive in, we're going to see that Paul moves directly into the issue of why he's writing. But first, let's read these two verses tonight as we consider uh, the distorted desertion that's happening among the church in Galatia. Let's, let's read verses 6 and 7. Paul says, I am amazed that you are so quickly turning away from him who called you. You, by the grace of Christ, and are turning... Uh, over. Paul writes, I am amazed that you are so quickly turning away from him who called you by the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. Not that there is another gospel, but there are some who are troubling you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. So Paul, oftentimes in his letters, he's going to commend his audience. He's going to, to lend a prayer for his audience right after that greeting happens. And we've walked through that greeting and seen the purpose of that greeting. Now we're moving into another section right here in chapter one. And what we see happening is Paul's not wasting any time at all. He is moving directly into the purpose of this letter. And he gives a stern and strong warning. And it begins by how he feels about what he's learning. It begins about how he is taking in what he's learning that's happening. He says here, I am amazed. Your translation may say, say astonished or marvel. He's using this strong language because he can't believe what he is seeing. He, he can't understand, he can't compute what is happening with those that he knows have trusted in the Lord Jesus. Now, why is he so amazed? Why is he astounded? Why is he marveling at their actions? Is it gross moral misconduct? Are they doing moral, immoral things? Well, that's not where he begins. And, and like in other letters that he's written, that's not what he's talking about. What he gets at here is that they are turning quickly from the gospel. Uh, he uses that, that phrase there, quickly turning or deserting. Deserting. They're leaving it behind. They're, they're leaving behind the true gospel and they're moving towards false teaching. And Paul cannot believe this. It, it, it's, it's incomprehensible for him to see this happening. He's amazed and not in a good way. He is astounded by this, and that is why he's writing this letter. 
Now, when he says they are quickly turning in the original language, that's written in the present tense. So what does that mean? This means that it is actively happening. This is actively taking place among the believers here in Galatia. So it's not something that's, you know, kind of one step in the wrong direction. It's, it's not something that's, you know, transpired by accident. No, it is an active engagement of deserting what they know, deserting the truth of the gospel. This is taking place. So the Galatians can't come back at Paul and saying, and, and say they're being compelled by someone else to do this. No, they are actively involved, actively engaging. And this makes Paul that much more astonished that it's actually happening. He says they're quickly turning away from him who called. They're turning away from. It's th this is like a flash grenade for Paul. You know, you know these flash grenades that, that are a weapon used to disorient, disorient the enemy. They, they send this flash out and, and it, the enemy can't see. They can't. Th this is the kind of surprise attack. That this, that this is happening for Paul. He's astonished by all of this. And it's, and it's this heresy that's flashing on the scene. And it's turning the church. It's turning the believers in the church at Galatia away from the true gospel. I think there's a key point here. There's a key application for us that we can hold on to. Looking for the next big thing can be a big mistake. Looking for the next big thing can be a big mistake. You see, they're out there. And they're kind of looking for maybe something fresh, maybe something a little new, maybe something out there that that entices them to to, to maybe bring a, a deeper enlightenment in some way. And it's a big mistake. It's a huge mistake. And I think we can apply that to the church today that if we're looking for the next big thing outside of the gospel. That's a big mistake. The gospel is sufficient. The gospel is enough individually and collectively. And we must hold on to that truth. Paul says, you're turning away from him who called you. This is explicitly Paul saying that God has called you by his grace in the Lord Jesus Christ. So it's not that Paul called them to salvation. Paul, Paul has nothing to do with that. Paul just presented the gospel. Paul's just the vessel for the gospel message. He's just presented it to them. And God is the one that has called them into salvation through Christ. And so Paul is specifically directing them to know that they're turning away from the very loving God that has saved them. He has saved them through Christ. And so Paul is saying, you're not just simply taking on a different theological position here. That's not what Paul is talking about. Paul, Paul is saying, you're turning away from the God that loves you. This is what makes this so amazing and unbelievable for Paul. That it's not about a theological position for the church. It's that they're turning away from the gracious God, the personal loving God, who by his grace in Christ has called them into salvation. That's who they're deserting. That's who they're deserting. And maybe you're out there watching tonight, and I want you to know that, that if you've turned away from God, you can turn back to him. He is gracious. He is loving. He is present. And you can turn yourself, your life, back to him in this moment. Stop turning away from him like those in Galatia were doing as Paul taught them. 
but turn back to the loving personal God that knows your name, who is calling you to salvation through Christ Jesus. Paul says that they're not only turning away from a personal loving God, but they're actually turning to a different gospel, a completely different gospel than what they knew. And this is coming from the false teachers. These false teachers are identified by scholars as they're known as Judaizers. Now, what does that mean? This name's given to them because they are adding specific customs from Jewish life onto the gospel. They're adding something to Jesus and presenting that as salvation. And so Paul is adamantly against that. He says that that's a different gospel. And he tells the church that that is a different gospel than what you are saved through. Jesus plus anything, Paul states, is a different gospel. And friend, that still holds true today. If you're trying to add anything to the gospel, if you're listening to someone that tells you you must add something to the gospel of Jesus Christ, then it's not the true gospel. And scripture shows what the true gospel is, that Jesus lived the perfect life, born of a virgin, lived the life you and I couldn't live. He went to the cross and died the death that you and I deserve. And three days later, he rose again, conquering death, so that by faith alone, you and I could place our hope and faith in him for all of eternity. Can't add anything to Jesus and still have the gospel. The gospel is sufficient. Paul finishes out his argument in verse 7 with some key clauses. Let's revisit that. Not that there's another gospel, but there are some who are troubling you and want to distort the gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul, once again, he says, He's condemning the false teacher's message. There is no other gospel. There's not a different gospel. There is only one true gospel. He's saying you can't turn away from that. You can't turn to the heresy and to the false teaching. You have to hold on to the truth of the one true gospel. And then Paul says, there are those that want to distort it. Paul is noting that there are those that want to willfully distort the truth of the gospel. They want to distort Christian truth. And so as a church, we must recognize that and we must battle against that. We must recognize when distortion of the truth comes and hold scripture high for the truth of the gospel to be proclaimed in the midst of heresy. It's part of the job of the church. It's part of the job collectively as we come together to live out the gospel for the glory of our Savior. I want to leave you with three takeaways. I hope these are portable for you, and I hope that as you move through your week, you consider how they apply to your life individually, and as you gather with the church, how they apply to the church today. First, hold on to the truth of the gospel. You don't add anything to the gospel. If you add anything to the gospel, that's not the true gospel. Hold on to the truth of the gospel and who Jesus is. If you're out there listening and you've never trusted Jesus, then hear the gospel message for the first time and place your faith in Christ and in Christ alone. The gospel is sufficient. Second takeaway, we just alluded to it. There is no other gospel. The church has one gospel, one message to share. And it's Jesus and who he is, what he has done, and placing our faith in him and him alone. Finally, the church must battle distortions. We must come together to hold up the truth, the Christian truth, the truth of scripture, the truth of the gospel. We must come together in a spiritual battle to proclaim and profess 
what the true gospel is. That's part of the mission of the church. It's part of the mission you and I are called to be a part of. We can't desert what we know, but we embrace the truth and hold it high. Because remember, when you look for the next big thing, it can be the big mistake that takes you off course. God doesn't want that for you. God wants you aligned with Him, reflecting Him, and being used by Him for His glory. Let me pray for you. Lord, I pray for everyone watching and listening. pray that you would use them to hold the gospel high. I pray that they have, if they've never trusted in you by faith alone, that this would be the moment for that. And I pray that you would guard us against distortions of the gospel. May you use your church as a light in this dark world. We pray this in your holy name. Amen.